The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Marketing at Lightspeed with your host, Ethan Raziel. Many companies don't even know where to start when it comes to marketing and PR. That's why we're here right now. Get ready to learn the secrets that experts have known for years. We'll cover everything from social media to your website. Can you hear the sales growing? Now, here's Ethan Raziel. And good evening. I'm Ethan Raziel, and it's really a thrill to have you with me on Marketing at Lightspeed. We are live all over the world right here on Voice America. If you don't know me, I head up Lightspeed PR, and the reason I created Lightspeed PR is because I spent my entire career up until recently working with giant companies. I spent time with Gannett, one of the largest media companies in the world. I spent time with Edelman, one of the largest public relations companies in the world. And I spent time with Samsung Electronics. You get the point. And after doing that, I really became fed up with bureaucracy and red tape and all the other colors of tape, just tape. And I wanted to do it a different way. I wanted to be able to market and do storytelling and do what I love without being hampered, without being slowed down. I wanted to do it quickly. I wanted to do it at light speed. And there you go. So I've been doing that with my agency for almost three years now, and I decided to share some of what I've learned with all of you on Marketing at Lightspeed. Now we're here, this is week three of the show, and on the first week we did kind of an intro and an overview. The second week we talked about inbound marketing, and we talked about multi-channel marketing. Each week we're going to talk about some different types of marketing, and we're going to teach you about them, and we're going to have some amazing guests to teach you about those particular segments of marketing and how to do them effectively and how to do them efficiently and how to have fun while you're doing it because everything should be fun or it's not worth it. So we do have a couple of, actually we have three amazing guests tonight and I'm pretty excited about it. And they are David Walker and Lisa Josephson from Rocket and Walker and they're gonna tell you some tips on how to create a stellar brand and how to create a website to show it off. And Eric Jones is with us, and he is the VP of uh, Global Brand Marketing for WP Engine. And if you don't know WP Engine, you should. I found out the hard way that I needed WP Engine, and he'll tell you about why you need WP Engine. So we're going to get to them in a few minutes. Uh, but uh, I want to give you a couple of tips of my own first. And uh, before we do that, here's how to reach me. First, you can dial in if you're listening live. The number to dial is 866-472-5790. You can email me at ethan at lightspeedpr.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Ethan Raziel. And please check out Lightspeed's website at lightspeedpr.com. So I'm going to give you a few tips. Every week I try to give three tips up at the front. The first tip I want to give you is to test everything. 
It doesn't matter what kind of marketing you're doing, if it's advertising, if it's public relations, if it's social media, you need to test. If it's advertising, you could maybe do a small banner first or a little bit of paid social before you do a big campaign. If it's PR before you do a, a, a full-blown campaign with an agency, you could hire a freelancer and just see how it works. This will help you learn about what, what to do and what not to do and how to learn what might work for you, what might not work as well. Even if it doesn't work, it's okay because it's just a test. I'll give you an example. I had a client a few years ago, we did a press release. It was super jargony. You know, I don't like jargon. I like things in plain English, but this client wanted it to be super full of technical language. Okay, so we did it. Crickets, no coverage. You all know what I'm talking about. So I said to the client, let's just do it again, but let me do it my way this time. They said, how can we just announce the same thing that we just announced? I said, no one covered it. It never happened. If no one sees what you do in the world of marketing, it never happened. It's like a tree in the forest, right? So you can always do it again and do it better. And even if three people saw it the first time, then those three people might see it a second time. But when you do it right, you'll get a lot more exposure. Another tip I want to give you, know when not to market. You know, we're talking about marketing at light speed and how to do things efficiently and effectively and quickly. Let's not assume that you even need to market at all. So be smart about that. And there's really a th three good reasons why you might not want to market. First, make sure you can handle the influx of business you're going to generate. I have clients all the time saying, I can't handle the customer flows that we're getting right now. I say, okay, let's tap the brakes. Also, make sure you're going to make a good first impression. And our guests are a big part of that. Your brand, your, your site. Make sure it, it looks good. You don't want to drive people to something, whether it's a store, even if it's a retail store, whatever it is, whatever your home base is, don't drive people there until they're ready to see it. And also make sure that if you're gonna do marketing, you have somebody in place to oversee it. Big mistake. I have a lot of companies that we work with and the CEO says, I'm just gonna manage the marketing. I'm gonna going have the marketing agency, the PR agency, advertising agency, social report directly to me. Well, sometimes it works. The CEO really shouldn't be doing that. He's too busy or she's too busy and might not really understand marketing. Not everybody does. Not everybody can understand everything. So it's always better to have a PR specialist or marketing specialist or advertising specialist to manage that outside agency or even to, to manage that campaign themselves rather than having to do it yourself. So those are the three reasons why you might not want to market yet. So keep those in mind. And the third tip I want to give you, question everything. I'm just going to give you a little story that really has nothing to do with marketing, but I'm going to tell it anyway. When I first started shaving, I tried using a blade, and I really cut myself badly. I mean, I just, it really didn't work. And eh, I think I probably just wasn't, either I wasn't taught properly or what, I didn't know what I was doing. You know, I was, what, 16 or 15 or whatever. And, uh, I said, I'm just going to use an electric razor. You know, I'm not going to get cut. So I switched to an electric razor, and that's what I used for 20 years. Just because when I had a bad experience when I was uh, just entering, you know, just starting to shave. And I just did that because that's what I always had done. Until one day, it was about three years ago, I was in a hotel on a business trip, 
And the battery died in my electric shaver. And I had a meeting the next day. I said, what am I going to do? I called room service. They sent up a, a blade. And I was like, I guess I just better use the blade. Guess what? Not only did I not cut myself, I was like, this is better. It was smooth. Uh, my skin looked, looked great. Ever since then, I've gone back to the blade. Now, why am I telling you this, this long story about shaving? It's because I learned that the pattern that I had followed was just to keep on doing what I was doing without, th without questioning it. And I want you to take that approach to everything that you're doing. This doesn't just apply to marketing. This is a Mr. Miyagi life lesson. But you should question everything that you're doing, whether it's what phone you happen to use, whether it's what software you're using, whether it's what agency you're using. Rethink it. Always be questioning. And if you have an agency, whatever agency that is, ask them, why are you doing this this way? What's the reason? What's the strategy? Not because it worked last year. That's a bad reason. Make sure that everything that you do has a logical reason that isn't because we did it before. And if you ask those questions to your agency or your marketing person or whoever, they're going to respect you for it because it means that you're paying attention. Don't just do the same thing over and over again because it worked before. I've learned that lesson many, many times. So these have been my three Mr. Miyagi's of the day. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, I'm going to have our guests from Rocket and Walker talk to you about branding, logos, website design, all that great stuff. So we'll be right back. Stay with us. comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Have you found that PR firms are overexpensive and underdeliver? Have you hired a smart team of senior pros and ended up with a young team of recent grads? Well, you're not alone. We've had the same experience. That's why we created Lightspeed PR. Lightspeed isn't like other agencies. We're here to deliver results and do it quickly. It's right there in the name. By the way, we can't bait and switch because junior team members don't exist at Lightspeed. Visit LightspeedPR.com and learn more. We are ready to help. That's LightspeedPR.com. If you want to learn how to be a better leader, increase your level of business performance, and motivate your team and organization more effectively, listen for Performing at Your Best, Mindset Evolution with Luis Vicente Garcia. Luis Vicente and his guests will share their expertise and enthusiasm in helping you to succeed. It's combining that drive with business skills that will do just that. Tune in live every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. Tune into Marketing at Lightspeed with Ethan Raziel. We'd love to hear from you today. Call into the program at 1 866 472 5790. That's 1 866 
472-5790. You may also send an email to Ethan at LightspeedPR.com. Now back to the show. Okay, we are back on Marketing at Lightspeed. If you're just joining us, we have some incredible guests this evening. We have David Walker and we have Lisa Josephson from Rocket and Walker. They are a branding and design firm based here in New York City. And they do spectacular work. I encourage you to check out their website at rocketandwalker.com. If you look at the homepage of lightspeedpr.com, right at the top, you'll see the logo that they made for us, which I think is great. So thank you, David, and thank you, Lisa, for joining us. Oh, no, thank you for having us. Pleasure to be here. So I want to start with this question. I actually probably should have asked you this before. I've always wondered, but the name of your company is Rocket and Walker. Uh, where's Where's Rocket? <laughs> well, that is so funny because that is the first question everybody asks. Uh, Rocket is actually my son's middle name, so I'm trying to force him into uh, design. He'll probably end up being an accountant, which is completely and totally fine. But I want him to be creative. So when I was uh, starting the company, I was thinking, you know what? Let's force the issue. Rocket and Walker. It has <laughs> a nice feel to it. It has a nice feel to it. It has a nice ring to it. I, I certainly agree with that. So can you tell our listeners a little bit about what you do and, and what type of customers should be calling you? Sure, I can jump in, Ethan. Uh, we're a full-service branding with design print studio, so we do everything from logo design to e-commerce websites and everything in between. Um, so we really help our clients who are both startups and established companies really understand who their target audience is first and then help them build any foundational branding elements that they need from their logo to their messaging to their look and feel. And then we help them market that both online and offline. That's great. And is there a particular market segment that you cater to, fashion, automotive, or technology, or is it just anybody who needs that kind of work? We say well, primarily I mean, we're creative we for creative. So we tend to attract other clients that, we tend to attract clients that appreciate more of a creative edge. Um, that spans everywhere from fashion to interior design to real estate, um, even the restaurant industry and, and retail as well. That's great. And yeah, I encourage you all to take a look at, at the site and you can see a gallery of, of some of that work. Uh, David, yeah. another question that I've always wanted to ask you, because you asked me when I was in your office, you, you asked me what my favorite website was when, when, when uh, you were helping us with some clients, but what's your favorite site? Is there one that you think is really impressive? Oh, that is a tough question. That is a tough question. There are so many amazing websites out there. Um, we spend a lot of time reviewing what's happening right now and what the projected forecast for new design is. Uh, constantly looking at like the Webby Awards, Behanced is a great place for some really young and established talent. Um, spend a lot of time on awards.com. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, um, I don't really have like one that I love or, I mean, I have so many. That's just it. I mean, we, I really kind of gravitate more towards, let's say, um, researching architecture and real estate development sites. I know that sounds maybe a little weird, but, I mean, they're really up to date when it comes to the newest trends of designs. 
They have amazing pictures, renderings. There's a really good balance of, of, of form and function. Um, so I do spend a lot of time looking at that. I mean, a couple examples I can throw out for, let's say, uh, real estate developments is like, like 152 Elizabeth Street. That probably means nothing. But here in New York, it's a new building going up. It's absolutely gorgeous. The pictures, the rendering is really nice. Um, I mean, I could throw out, and this is when everyone collectively just sighs, you know, I, I can throw out like Apple. I mean, that is an amazing website. I mean, they, they have a really good yeah, uh, balance of, 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 of lifestyle images. And then um, and they just know how to photograph the work. They know who their customers are. And they're always on message. And they're always on brand. Grand. It seems to me that, it seems to me, and, uh, uh, tell me if you agree, but it seems to me that what Apple has done with their really clean images and with their use of white space has been super influential. Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, if, if you look at it, I mean, nine out of ten clients that walk in the door when you ask them for inspiration or on brands or website or design, they all say Apple. I mean, the, the, everyone gravitates towards this look. I mean, if you look at the photography, they just they just don't show the, 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 the product. I mean, they, they get creative with it, and they, and they show it in unique and different ways, and they do utilize a lot of white space, which is a good way to go when you're designing a website. You know, you let the product come to the forefront, and you don't let the colors of your brand overshadow it. Uh, it's, it's a really good way to go, you know. Um, so, I mean, that, that's, again, it's an easy one to go to, but, you know, there's a reason for that. There's a reason for that. Yep, there is a reason for that, and uh, hopefully they can keep it going. I, I don't know if their product innovation has kept pace with their their presentation, <laughs> but uh, you know, I, I, I root for Apple, but I don't know if they're uh, if they're quite keeping up with with uh, expectations. But anyway, that's a, that's a whole that's a that's a different show. That's a whole other show. <laughs> that that's a whole other show. That's a whole, we could do do an hour on that. Okay, Lisa. Yeah, good. Uh, here's what I want to know from you. Uh, I asked David about his favorite websites, but I want to ask you, are there any, I'm not going to ask you to name the worst websites because I don't want you to call anybody <laughs> out, but, but are, are there any common problems or pitfalls or mistakes that you see designers make? And that maybe it could be logo or branding or any kind of design that you see. Definitely. Uh, I think a lot of the design errors that we see um, are mostly just from the designer or the client not understanding their audience's needs first. And it's a lot of times it's um, trying to be too innovative or too cool for school, and a lot of the basics get lost. Um, the navigation isn't intuitive, or the phone number is hidden, and the, the things that are most important to the actual user are not easily found. Um, so we find that that tends to be a big problem, and we have to you know take time to remind them what really what's the main call to action that you want to happen from this, or are you trying to tell a story? And if you are trying to tell a story or you're doing some special branding landing pages, then maybe break all the rules, but otherwise try to remember the basics. Yeah, you know, it is shocking. I have noticed that. I've gone to sites and found that where's the number or where's the email address? And you have to click through three or four menus to find it. It's actually, it's amazing how many people don't follow that simple advice, but I'm glad it's you mentioned true. it. I mean, it's, it's always fun to be different and be really cool or try to be outside the box, but you don't want to make it difficult or frustrating for your users. Yeah, right. So, David, you started your own company. 
Was there anything yeah. that you wish that you knew that if you could go back in time and tell yourself, I think it's been about, what, 15 years, right? Uh, what do you wish you that you knew back then? Well, I mean, I tell you what, when I first started it, uh, just like most people, I pretty much tackled everything myself. It was just nonstop. I was, I was working the business. I was running the company. I was handling all the phone calls. I was doing everything. And I, I didn't have a problem with it at the time because I was like, oh, look at this, new company. I'm making it happen. I mean, you know, at, at, as time passes, the one thing I would have known is, like, just, just get a support group, you know. I mean, you know, create your systems from how you price your service to how you build your product or deliver your service. It can save so much time and, and just money down the road. I, I mean, I had a lot of uh, energy, but I didn't have a lot of, you know, direction. So I, I still try to do, you know, many things myself in the business that I don't have any business doing. And Lisa's constantly getting me, you know, getting on to me for that. But um, I would say, you know, you need your support group. You need to let the experts handle uh, uh, let's say certain situations or problems that arise, you, you can't handle it all yourself. And I know like spending a little bit, uh, let's say, you know, I mean, a lot of times when you're starting out, you have a small budget on a project and you want to keep it all yourself. But at the end of the day, are you providing the best customer service? Is everything getting done efficiently in a timely manner? You know, are you hitting your deadlines? I mean, sometimes it, it's just better to let go of that budget and just get some outside help at the beginning. Because it will come back tenfold as you start to grow. And, you know, my first year starting out, like I said, I was working, you know, 60, 70 hours a week like most people do. And I was running myself ragged, happy to do it. But, um, you know, as, as things started progressing forward, I got the support I needed and things got a lot easier. And everything became, you know, so much more enjoyable. And I still love it to this day. I just love designing and I just love what I do. And I have yeah, a and great that, team. <laughs> and that really comes through. Yes, yes. So there, there's been a little bit of, uh, I don't know if I would use the word controversy, but Uber, <laughs> let's talk about Uber. Let's talk about Uber's new logo. And the fact that you can't tell that, at least to me, that it's a you anymore. Now, I, I, I will say that, that I, I have a car. I'm not a big big Uber user, I did use it a few times when I was on the West Coast, but it seems like there's a bit of a backlash, and you two are experts in, in things like logos, so I wanted to get your opinion on that. Uh, do you like it, or do you agree that it's, it's maybe misguided? Well, I do think that Uber was smart for understanding that their um, additional services that they started offering with Uber Pool and then Uber X would uh, appeal to a different market than their original um, high-end clientele that they were going for. Um, so I do think that they did need to adjust their brand, but I'm not sure that this um, kind of heady approach with this, they're trying to do a bit and atom um, is really understood by the market or even appreciated. I, I, I think that they, the strategy was right. I'm not sure if the execution was good. Um, David might feel differently. <laughs> No, I mean, I, I, I do agree. I, I don't mind the pivot. Um, I mean, it started off as, as kind of a high-end service, and, and now you can get Uber rides and things like that uh, for cheaper than the yellow cab here in New York City. So, you know, um, they are going for a, a much greater audience. Um, 
I think the ex- execution might be a little uh, heavy-handed. There's a lot of explaining that has to go into this logo, you know. And I, 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 they were doing well. I mean, sometimes if it, if it, if it's not broken, don't fix it, kind of thing. But you know, uh, I, I think the idea was good. I think the execution is questionable. Yeah, I heard. Uh, what I uh, the funniest thing I saw was, well, the, the target market for Uber are drunk people, right? And <laughs> yeah. you need to be able to find that thing on your phone when you're barely conscious, conscious, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it took me a while to find it. I will say. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, listen, when I did the update, I mean, I would, I would go to it. And I'm like, okay, where is my Uber? Oh, what is that? You know, I mean, it, it <laughs> looks really a uh, tech. You know, driven. Um, Real fast, guess, Gap logo. Thumbs up or thumbs down? The new one. The um, Gap logo. It, yeah, that was another the, one that, that uh, I saw a little backlash on. Oh my gosh, that was, that was just that was hilarious. Listen, I shop the Gap religiously. I'll go ahead and admit that. I love my khakis, um, and I love my Oxfords. But you know, I mean, they, they did that because their sales were sagging. Right, and they they were like, let's come out with a new logo. But what they did, they ended up alienating their core consumer base, and it was just really bad. I mean, the design, in my opinion, just looked dated. And seriously, they got a lot of backlash for that. And yep. I didn't like it at all. I thought it w- it looked like it was something done. I don't know on Microsoft Word. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but it just <laughs> didn't look like it had uh, the finesse. Um, right. <laughs> they didn't give anybody any warning. They just flipped it on one day, and people went nuts. And I think it was up for what? Oh, three days, a week, or something like that. And they pulled it. <laughs> yeah. Very well said. Yeah. Okay. All right. We're going to go take another break. And when we come back, Eric Jones from WP Engine will be with us to talk about that. Stay with us. America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Have you found that PR firms are overexpensive and underdeliver? Have you hired a smart team of senior pros and ended up with a young team of recent grads? Well, you're not alone. We've had the same experience. That's why we created Lightspeed PR. Lightspeed isn't like other agencies. We're here to deliver results and do it quickly. It's right there in the name. By the way, we can't bait and switch because junior team members don't exist at Lightspeed. Visit LightspeedPR.com and learn more. We are ready to help. That's LightspeedPR.com. Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. How is your marketing going? Really? Mm Mm-hmm. Not so good. What could you be doing wrong? 
You've spent a lot of time and money on your marketing, tried to follow what other successful people are doing, and yet your business marketing plan is still coming up short. Try something new. Tune into Extreme Exposure, the power of personality marketing with host Jackie McClinigan. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. It just might work for you. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into Marketing at Lightspeed with Ethan Raziel. We'd love to hear from you today. Call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Ethan at LightspeedPR.com. Now back to the show. And welcome back to Marketing at Lightspeed. This is Ethan Raziel, your host. And we are joined for this segment by Mr. Eric Jones. He's the Vice President of Global Marketing for WP Engine, and he is based in beautiful San Francisco. And uh, Eric is, in addition to that, a friend of mine and a guy I've known for a while. And it's, it's really good to be able to chat with you here. So to start, I expect that not everybody uh, is uh, familiar with WP Engine. So I want to get to that in a minute. But to start with, just tell the listeners a little bit about your background and, and the journey that got you to that company. Yeah, Ethan, uh, pleasure to be on. Thanks for having me. Good good to reconnect. Yep. Um, so a little bit uh, on my background. Um, I worked with uh, Ethan for a long time, uh, over uh, 10 or so years at, at Edelman. Um, I had been in PR for about 15 years total. Um, before that, I was in banking, and I was also a lawyer. Um, I wound up leaving Edelman to go to the dark side to go in, in-house um, and work at a VC firm, which was fascinating. Um, I always wanted to learn how that world functioned, the whole process of startups pitching VCs, get closer to the entrepreneurs who are actually innovating uh, in, this, in, in Silicon Valley. Um, and uh, I also want to do a whole bunch of things from an in-house perspective, and uh, managed to blend two of my loves, uh, marketing and banking. Um, so through that job, I was able to, you know, work on raising a fund, um, you know, positioning all sorts of startups, startups that ranged from inception stage companies all the way through to our growth equity companies uh, who had already achieved anywhere from 30 million to 100 million run rate, um, worked on annual meetings and the positioning of the, the firm writ large to investors. And then also got to uh, play around uh, in the Rocket Walker world uh, and worked on a whole redesign of the Northbridge website, which was uh, a lot of fun as well. And by my third year, I realized that I, in fact, wanted to double down on my love of entrepreneurs and startups, um, and I decided to join one of the portfolio companies uh, that Northbridge had invested in, WP Engine, and that is how I found myself going to WP Engine, and it's been great since I joined in November. Yeah, and, uh, well, first, I just have to comment on, on, on your statement that you went to the dark side because... 
if you ask a journalist, journalists will tell you that the entirety of public relations, whether it's agency or client side, that it's all the dark side. Uh, but <laughs> from where we're sitting, I guess, uh, and I took a, a similar path to you, yeah, uh, we, we call it in-house as the dark side. I guess it depends on where you start, right? It uh, does but, depend on where you start, and, <laughs> and if there is the darkest of all sides, it's going you know, in-house at a, uh, at a VC firm, right? Right, the ultimate dark side, right. Uh, uh, the, 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 the Sith, I guess. So mm -hmm. I, I just have to tell you, share with our listeners something that I told you about why I came to become a WP Engine customer. I, I learned the hard way. So when I started my website, I was using GoDaddy. Look, they had a Super Bowl ad. How bad could it be, right? I mean, it's, it's, it's reliable, right? Well, it turns out that not so much. And there was a time when my website was just gone. It was just gone. It was just a white screen. It didn't give you a 404 error. It was just a white screen. And I called my brother, who's, who's, uh, knows how to do website hosting and things like that. And I said, what happened? And he goes, oh, you got hacked. And I said, well, well what about GoDaddy? He said, dude, uh, I'll just repeat verbatim. He said, GoDaddy is ghetto. You need to get a grown-up web host, a grown-up managed hosting company. And he said, let's get you on WP Engine. And I said, what's that? And he said, well, that's what real companies use when they want to make sure their websites work. And so fortunately, he had a backup, and he put it up on there. And, uh, and now not only is my website working again, but it's much faster than it was before. And then I realized that I knew somebody who worked there. And so uh, there, there you are. So, so Eric, what is WP Engine exactly, and, and how, can you, how can you help uh, websites become more reliable? Yeah, um, so there are, there are sort of a whole bunch of things packed into that question. You know, one is, uh, what is WordPress, right? Because we focus solely on, on WordPress. And WordPress is one of the number of different platforms that exist to manage your content on a website. It's a super easy, super intuitive way to, you know, populate your website with all sorts of content, whether, you know, media, images, or, you know, just, just straight text. Um, sounds, you know, really intuitive that it should have always been that way, but the reality is um, when websites first started getting created, they were incredibly complex, and you actually had to change code in order to change any specific part of your website. Um, the world has shifted over to this, you know, more intuitive way of, of doing websites. 24%, um, actually 25% now, of all websites are based on WordPress. Um, and out of the content management uh, market, it's actually 60%. Um, and believe it or not, a lot of people, you know, sort of think, oh, well, WordPress, that's, that's merely for, for blogs and for mom and pop shops, and it's not for serious websites. Um, but of the Quantcast top 10,000 sites, 27% of those are also on WordPress. Um, so it's, it's moving up in the world, um, and those numbers are only increasing every quarter. Um, and it's, it speaks to, again, this, this incredible value that people see in easily manipulating the, the content on the website. So what does WP Engine do? Um, there are a number of different solutions to actually use WordPress on your website. One is to completely do it yourself. Um, and, you know, uh, you rent your, you know, some, some, uh, 
storage and compute from your uh, cloud infrastructure provider. So these are folks like, you know, Rackspace and, and Amazon and Google and whatnot. Um, you know, the upside of that is you do everything yourself. The downside of that is you do everything yourself. So you're, you know, if anything goes wrong, you're responsible for it. Um, another layer is um, what they call shared hosting, and that's exactly what you described, Ethan, you know, GoDaddy, um, where you're hosted along with thousands, in some cases, of other websites that are all on one server. Um, that can be very, very cheap, but if something happens to that server, your site goes down, and that's likely what, what happened to you in, in your situation. Um, as you start moving down to what they call managed hosts, um, these are folks who will give you a dedicated server, um, and of course, you know, that creates a whole lot more reliability, you know, greater speed, and then you can kind of layer in all sorts of additional services, you know, actually get a redundant system so that, you know, if one server goes down, it immediately goes over to that, the, all of your content on another server. And that's where WP Engine plays. Um, you know, we have super fast speeds. Uh, we offer incredible scalability. It's, you know, virtually hacker-proof from a security standpoint. And one of our biggest selling points is just mind-blowing customer service. 24-7, 365, anything goes wrong with your site, or if you even have any question about WordPress, call us up. We're there for you. Um, so all of that, you know, the automated security updates, the daily backups, one-click restores, um, you know, automatic caching, one-click staging. These are all wonderful solutions that make it a lot easier and more reliable to run a WordPress website. Well, that's uh, pretty mission critical. Do, do you think that everybody needs to use managed hosting or are there just certain, certain types of customers that need to look into it? Yeah, I mean, um, I think if you're very sensitive to price, um, then I think I can see, you know, a whole portion of the market, you know, still relying on, um, you know, the, the shared WordPress hosts. Um, but for everybody else, especially people who are, you know, really determined to see their business thrive and go big, and I think most entrepreneurs would say that they want their business to go big, you should probably, you know, spend the extra bit of money and, you know, do it right from the start because switching over from some of these hosts can be challenging sometimes, um, and you certainly don't want to mess with something as important as, as your website, your business, your face to the marketplace. So what does it cost? Can you give, uh, give us a general sense of that? Yeah, I mean, um, you know, there's, there's an enormous range. Um, so somebody like a GoDaddy would be, you know, anywhere from, you know, call it $4 a month to $10 a month. Um, you know, if you were to do it, you know, entirely yourself, um, you know, on the super low end with uh, a very minimal setup, um, you know, it could be about $10 a month. Um, and then for your managed WordPress hosts, you know, it probably starts around, you know, call it 150 and it goes all the way up to thousands of dollars a month, depending on your traffic needs and right. the level of redundancy that you want with your content. Right. 
Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm paying 25 a month, and I can tell you that it's, it's a no-brainer to just how fast it loads now compared to before. If it loads two seconds faster, I mean, worth it times 10. So, plus... I was, uh, I was reading mind. a really fascinating report um, that Ericsson had done the other day, and uh, they said um, the buffering that accompanies things like waiting for your videos to load, um, even if it's like four to five seconds, it has such an emotional effect on us it's the equivalent of watching a horror movie. Wow. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Which I thought was really funny. I mean, so, <laughs> you know, again, delay on your website, uh, wow. <laughs> you certainly don't want that to be the experience of, of people waiting, uh, waiting around for a site, to, for a page to load. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Yeah, well, I can, I can see that. So I was reading a little bit about your company, and one of the things that I learned, I didn't know this, but WP Engine is, is a little bit unusual. I don't know how unusual it is, but it's known for being really diverse, and, and obviously your CEO is female, but, but I read that 60% of the execs are, are female and that you have a widely diverse uh, racial makeup as well. So I, I wanted to ask you about that. Is that something that just happened organically over time, or was a decision made to orient the company that way? Yeah, I think, um, you know, in its initial stages, it was very organic. Um, as we grew, we all decided that, you know, and it, it's not about, you know, male, female, or, you know, racial mix or anything like that. It, it is more about diversity and diversity of opinion and diversity of background. Um, and it's that word diversity that we really focused on it became more and more of something that we have, you know, religiously selected for. Um, and it's something that we're all very, very conscious of to bring, you know, as many different perspectives and viewpoints into the company as possible. Well, you're to be and commended for that. Yeah, I think, I think it's something that um, really has to be a focus and you have to be committed to. Um, and it's not something that's going to happen, you know, naturally unless you are very conscious about it and, and make it a focus. Terrific. All right. Well, for those who want to learn more about WP Engine, you can visit their website at WPEngine.com. Eric, thank you. Yeah. We're going to take, we're going to take I, one I, more break, and then I want to have uh, all of you come back. I have a few more questions to ask the group back up right after this. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network have you found that pr firms are over expensive and under deliver have you hired a smart team of senior pros and ended up with a young team of recent grads well you're not alone we've had the same experience that's why we created Lightspeed PR. Lightspeed isn't like other agencies. We're here to deliver results and do it quickly. It's right there in the name. By the way, we can't bait and switch because junior team members don't exist at Lightspeed. Visit LightspeedPR.com and learn more. We are ready to help. That's LightspeedPR.com. 
You have a message. You want to share that message. You want it to be social, to go viral, and spread across the planet. But how do you get started? Tune in to Amplify, featuring host Ken Roshan. This show is here to help you take that message and channel it through the most effective marketing techniques to not only be successful, but have a positive impact on the world. Tune in live every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Business Channel, and get Amplified. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Tune into Marketing at Lightspeed with Ethan Raziel. We'd love to hear from you today. Call into the program at 1 866 472 5790. That's 1 866 472 5790. You may also send an email to Ethan at lightspeedpr.com. Now back to the show. Okay, we're back here on Marketing at Lightspeed. This is your host, Ethan Raziel, and I'm joined by Eric Jones and David Walker and Lisa Josephson from Rocket Walker, and Eric is with WP Engine. And if you are just joining us, it is not too late. You can go to voiceamerica.com. You can click through to Marketing at Lightspeed, and you can download the MP3 of this show or go to iTunes and hear the first few segments where we learned some really good advice about how to brand and how to create a website, as well as some, some tools that you can use to make sure that they are secure and stay up. So speaking of, of tools, I want to dig into that a little bit more. Uh, Eric, when I saw you a couple of weeks ago and we had lunch in San Francisco, you kind of blew my mind and you told me that we've gone from, I think you said a couple of hundred to 4,000 apps and tools for marketers over just the past few years. and. That's, that's a lot. So are yeah, there any in particular that people should know about? Yeah, it's been stunning, the growth um, over the last five years. Um, I would say my top three that everybody should really know about. Um, one is for PR practitioners. It's TrendKite. Ethan, you'll remember, you know, back in the day, all the endless reporting that we would have to do for clients and things like that. Um, now... Every PR person should know that whole thing has been automated at long last. And it oh, is a Trendkite has emailed me all the time. I get an email from Trendkite about every week. Are you saying that I should I should write back to them? You should, absolutely. Yeah, they're they're fantastic. Um, I've gone in to see them uh, in Austin. That's where they're headquartered, and uh, it is a brilliant solution. You know, measuring everything from, you know, your, you can do share of voice things, share of voice over time, all in, you know, at, at the click of a button, key message pull through, social amplification, um, you know, even the bane of every PR person's existence at equivalency. Um, you, can, you can pull it all, sentiment, um, it's all there. And then when you get into actually hooking it up to Google Analytics, GA, which is going to be my second pick, um, there you can actually see the success of all these articles actually linking back and sending traffic back to your website, which is really, really important um, as we go to a world where, you know, there's less and less 
opportunities for traditional paid media um, and sort of owned, earned media becomes, you know, super important. Um, so Google Analytics would be my second thing. Um, it's hugely important. Everybody should become an expert in Google Analytics. Um, that's both on the marketing and on the PR side. You know, without it, you just really can't be a serious marketer today. Um, and then I think because you were talking earlier in the program about testing things, um, I would highly recommend Optimizely for folks. Um, it's probably one of the hottest AD test tools that exists. Um, you know, you can do all sorts of things, playing around with, uh, you know, website content. You could test, you know, whether you should list features or benefits associated with a product. Um, and instead of, you know, kind of guessing, you don't have to do that anymore. You can actually get real information, real feedback, and understand exactly what your audience thinks about uh, any different, you know, positioning. Now, those are great. So I, I'm, I'm writing it down. So, so uh, Trendkite, Google Analytics, and Optimizely. Yep. Uh, David, Lisa, anything my... you want to add to? I'm sorry, Eric, go ahead. No, that would, that would, those would be my, my three. Cool. Uh, David and Lisa, any any uh, hot apps and tools that you think people should check out? Certainly. I also I definitely check it optimizely. It's excellent. Um, we'd also recommend if you, you know, building a, a website to make sure that you, it needs to be tested in all the different browsers and devices that are available. And we use um, browser specs to, to do that. It's great for live testing on, on everything that's available. The same would go for if you're doing email campaigns for testing. We also use email on acids.com, and that's great for um, testing how the email looks in about every email program you can imagine. And if you're not, if you want something a little more intuitive, of course, we always recommend Mailchimp as our favorite uh, email campaign software. And I just want to make sure I captured this. The first one, did you say browser spec, like specification? Oh, no, it's browser stack, S-T-A-C-K. A oh, browser stack. Okay, got it. Mm -hmm. Yep. And so email on. Of course, we're not all going to have, you know, every device available, so it's great to be able to, you know, check on Android, check on um, iPhones, you know, everything that's available, it's great to, to do quickly. I mean, and there, there's one more app I've been, I've been using a lot lately. It might be uh, maybe a little Johnny-come-lately, but uh, paper developer uh, 53 Incorporated, I mean, it's really good for creatives. It's, it's not so much for marketing, but it's a great spot to sketch ideas, to constantly take notes, and it, it's just really intuitive, and it's a really good app to have on your phone for those long commutes on the subway when you're just generating ideas and, and marketing plans, and, you know, you can doodle and uh, design with it. It's, it's, it's a great all-inclusive app. Paper. Paper. Got yeah. it. Really good. I actually have one or two that I wanted to share. One that I've been really addicted to is Trello, and this is a project management tool. But if you're like me and you have a lot of different clients and each of them have a lot of different projects going on with different people working on them, it's a really good way of keeping track of it. it basically, it's like post-it notes. If you imagine a wall full of post-it notes that you move around based on the status of different things, it's virtual post-its, but for a team. And everybody can go in there and edit. So I like Trello a lot. Uh, I actually use it to even organize 
uh, my thoughts on this show, and I use it for a lot of things. So check that out. And then another one that I'll recommend is Toggle, T-O-G-G-L. And Toggle is time management. It actually is like a little stopwatch that you can use. And if you want to keep track of how you're spending your time, especially if you work for an agency and you have hourly billing, Toggle, it just makes it really easy. You can tell it your job code and it'll just actually time it and then you don't have to keep track of it. And remember I just told you about Trello. Well, Toggle is integrated into Trello. So if you work on a task in Trello, Toggle will time it automatically. So it's all integrated. So those are a couple that, uh, that I recommend. Uh, I think we could do a whole show on this, on just the tools, but... Uh, and, and therefore, I'm going to I'm going to give you a chance to throw out any others. Uh, Eric, uh, it sounded like you might have one or two more beyond those three. You want to throw some more into the mix? Yeah, I love uh, SurveyMonkey. Um, I you know I wish it had been around ten years ago. Um, it is such a useful tool. I, I find myself doing all sorts of surveys with folks on a regular basis. Absolutely love it, and and can't say enough great things about it. And then. Um, you know, kind of along the lines of your uh, your toggle uh, time management uh, system, I really like Pomodoro. This is a whole is uh, an app um, that helps you be more effective with your time. Um, it's an entire method of time management, and basically, what it does is uh, they have done all sorts of research that you know effectively we need far more breaks than you might think and you're really only capable of working in 15-minute increments deeply on any subject. And so it sort of does all the automated um, breaks for you, and you kind of work toward a goal during a 15-minute period break, and then you get, you know, however, five minutes or so to walk around, do things, and then, you know, whenever you're ready, you can kind of come back and, and kind of get into the next task. Uh, I, I find it to be very, very effective and, and uh, has greatly improved my productivity. All right. Yeah. Uh, those are great. I'm taking copious notes. So we have, we have about two minutes left. So uh, I'm going to ask this. Of the three of you, who has read Disrupted by Dan Lyons, if any of you? Anyone? I, I certainly know about it. Um, I have not read it, I confess. I want to make that my book recommendation, and we talked a little bit about this on last week's show, so maybe I'm obsessed with it. I can't decide what to think of it. <laughs> I, I, I'm kind of caught up in it. And uh, I, I, I just want to recommend that you read it if you want entertainment, and if you're, in, if you're in the marketing world, and if you're listening to this podcast, you are in the marketing world, I'd say it's a must read. The author of that book, Dan Lyons, who I would love to have as a guest, Dan, if you're listening, call me. Dan is a former reporter for Newsweek, and he also was for a time known as the fake Steve Jobs, and he writes for the terrific show uh, Silicon Valley on, on HBO. And he was a journalist who went and, and got a job at a startup called HubSpot, which, of course, is, is a famous company that does inbound marketing. And he wrote a, a book about his experiences there. And you've got to take it with a grain of salt because I think a lot of it is... is entertainment value, but a lot of it is interesting insights into the startup culture. So uh, the, the question I want to ask is, and this is a question for David, if you can mm -hmm. give me this answer uh, in 30 seconds or so, but 
Have you had clients ask you about inbound marketing and how to tie that into websites? I'm sorry? Have you, had, have you been asked about the, the whole thing that sort of companies like HubSpot, what they do is inbound marketing, uh, sort of driving people to content on your website. Is that a buzzword that you're hearing uh, where you're sitting, or is that more of a, of, of a, a fad? I'm not entirely sure uh, about that. I mean, well, I mean, it, it, it is good. It is good to have marketing activities, you know, like 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 landing pages and things like that that do draw people to your site. Uh, so, inbound, you know, inbound marketing is something that we do uh, here uh, quite a bit. Um, you know, Lisa, feel free to jump in any time. I'm just the creative on this. <laughs> Actually, I'm gonna so, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna interrupt you there because. My producer is telling me that we're just about out of time. So I, I want to take a minute to thank uh, David Walker, Lisa Josephs, and Eric Jones from Rocket and Walker and from WP Engine. Please check them out. Also check out www.lightspeedpr. This has been your host, Ethan Raziel. Thank you for listening. Thanks again to my guests. And have a great evening, everybody. so much for listening this week to Marketing at Lightspeed. Please join Ethan Raziel next Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We'll help you improve your marketing one show at a time.